existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match us Here's how we practice Hey y'all! Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we are doing... Laverne and Shirley versus Broad City. Returning to Broad City! Yay! Yeah. And uh, not returning to Laverne and Shirley because this is the first time we've talked about them. Yep. Uh, Talk about them first. We, yes, we did episode... Sorry, season 3, episode 10. Uh, I don't remember the title. It's one of the few season three episodes that are available on Hulu. Uh, oh, I didn't look at that. The entire series is not available on Hulu? No, it's weird. Like, the later seasons, they have a ton of episodes, but then, like, seasons one, two, and three, they have, like, three episodes each. Which is probably the better episodes, the first three seasons. Yeah, I would think. Uh, I was, yeah, it I got was, really stupid later on. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, they went to California and had all that weirdness, but I was surprised by how funny this was. Like, it wasn't... I think I had low, lower expectations, me but too. it was it was not as bad as I expected it to be. Nope, me either. It was actually it was actually pretty absurd, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. worked well. And they had a, an Arrested Development joke in there, which was great. An Arrested Development joke. Yeah, there's a there's a joke in this episode where they say, "Your friend is gone." Oh right, right. Because the, the the episode deals with uh, Shirley from Laverne and Shirley uh, having needing to have uh, appendix. App- her appendix removed in surgery and they they take her to the hospital and there's all stuff going on and they they get there and they go to her room at, thinking that she's done her surgery or whatever they want to visit her and then there says sure uh, your friend is gone and then they're like crying and then she's like oh i did it again no she's not gone she just disappeared she went away yeah you're right it was a total arrested development joke i didn't even i mean literally that they used that yeah. joke in arrested development uh and it was yeah this was actually well, I will say that Laverne and Shirley, unlike Barney Miller, um, is very of its time. Like, it's definitely a 70s sitcom. Like, where, when you watch it now, you're not like, oh, yeah, this still holds up as a, you know, this could be put on today. You don't think that when you watch this episode. But um, for what it was, it was surprisingly uh, enjoyable. Yeah, I I liked, I liked it. I, I have seen episodes of Happy Days, and I don't think that holds up as well as this does. I'm not sure why. Yeah, maybe, I know. Maybe maybe the acting is better. I don't know. On the Vernature, that that could be. Um, I was actually pretty impressed with uh, some of the acting, especially uh, Shirley. I noticed early on when she was talking to uh, Carmine how like naturalistic her acting was, and I was like, oh, that's different for a sitcom of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, although you know, Carmine, I think was like their attempt to have the Fawns type character but you know the fawns would never do ballet no i don't i don't i just think he was you know just some city character i didn't because the fawns is a very it's just it's it's just yeah i think they're much different oh okay yeah maybe so i I don't know they needed some like macho dude on there um i was kind of it's it's interesting that they had such a like ethnic name in the show carmine ragusa yeah i guess in the 50s everyone was ethnic because they're right off the boat yeah, yeah, that was back when Ellis Island. I'm just surprised they didn't change his name at Ellis Island. That's true. Charlie. Charlie Ragu. Yeah. Ragu. That was how you'd have to pronounce it. But, yeah, you got you got it all on this episode. Lenny and Squiggy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really and all of it. Lenny and Squiggy were funny. 
They were. They were dressed as... So the whole thing was uh, Carmine was putting on some weird production of Alice in Wonderland for some ballet school he taught. It didn't make any sense, but... Um, so they were all dressed as the characters from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Right. An excuse to get them dressed weirdly when they go to the hospital. Which was cool because they were dressed almost the entire episode in the yes. in yes. these costumes. And Lenny and Squiggy were Tweedledum and Tweedledee, which was perfect. And I think the funniest line came from Squiggy uh, when he said he always to Shirley, I always considered you the female Squiggy. That was great. Yeah. And she kind of cringed. Um, and this, the, yeah, the subtle reaction was great too. It wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't over the top. It was just like, let's keep that to ourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. They wouldn't understand what they. Yeah. And I actually found strangely, um, Penny Marshall, the weakest link as far as like the acting. Yes. Yeah, he was really hamming up. Yeah. But she, you know, her character too was so over, she was like, right. she was like the woman of loose morals for the fifties. I didn't, I didn't realize that there was very, there's a lot of that kind of stuff in this episode with her making out with the doctor instantly him. Yeah. And she's like, do you want to have sex? She doesn't say it, but you're right no. here in front of everybody. And it's like, yeah. wow, I didn't know they had these jokes on this show. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was like, that was her deal. Yeah. Even early on, she said something about it, If you want to get any action. Yes. Yes. This is the Mad Hatter. Yeah. I didn't remember that. I guess I was too young. I, I mean, I watched it when I was like, you know, second and third grade, and I enjoyed it then, but I didn't remember the sex parts. Oh yeah, that was all I remembered from second and third grade. Um, I and they also had yeah, they also had that like kind of well, it wasn't really Arrested Development issue; it was uh, just standard sitcomish, I guess. But uh, the running joke of uh, the Mad Hatter didn't wear fishnet stockings. A couple yeah. people said that to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was actually not bad. No, I, I was I, I was kind of. Like, not looking forward to watching it. I, yeah, I wasn't either, and I was really, after I watched it, I was not looking forward to talking about with you, because I was kind of expecting you not to like it, even though I thought I thought maybe maybe I was giving it too high praise, but that's good to hear. We both agree it's not as bad as we thought. Yeah, I mean, it has, it has the annoying stuff from that era with, like, the clapping for every single character. Oh, God. Well, yeah, and laughter when things aren't funny, just because he's dressed up, and, and but I... I'm guessing that's a live audience, so it's not it as is, bad yeah. as, as as some shows. But but it, I thought it was also kind of cool that there's the the main characters are these two women and they're best friends. And they, at least in this episode, it wasn't it wasn't stupid. Like their their conversations weren't ridiculous. No, no, totally. It was like, it, it was like this strong friendship, and that was really cool. It, and, and I mean, we picked this to compare with Broad City just because it was two two women but the shows are awfully similar yeah that's <laughs> really surprising reasons viv was just saying that to me uh earlier today when we were talking about it. yeah um yeah no that is all very cool and and also very cool it was a a big hit um mm -hmm. sitcom about two women which well i guess you know they did have the mary tyler moore show although that was more of an ensemble um but you know we talked about this before about about women in tv in that era uh but yeah think, think about it. i mean this show was in i guess i didn't look it up early 80s late 70s 70s yeah 70s into 80s it was it was popular and then after that there wasn't a lot of shows that there's a woman as the lead character for a long time so it was it was nice yeah not until uh, the facts of life or uh she's the sheriff oh of course you she decided was the sheriff was too Sheriff of our hearts. Bing, bing. 
And small wonder, let's not forget. She is one. Of our hearts. Yeah, no, it was, it was a... Yeah, I was actually surprised because I remember it as just being... Like, I loved... It had the Happy Days lead-in, which I'm sure was part of why it was a hit, and both, you know, created by Gary Marshall. But uh, I, I, I know Happy Days does not hold up, and I was not... I was thinking, oh, it's going to be that, you know, that that seven late 70s sitcom, and I don't think I'm really going to enjoy it. But it was very strong for the reasons you said. Um, I think both of us, when we think of uh, late 70s, early 80s sitcoms, we instantly think of Welcome Back, Cotter. Yes. Oh, my God, which I have seen in reruns more recently. And, and that that's a bad show. Mr. Cotter. Hey, Did Mr. You... Cotter. I haven't watched it yet. There's an episode of Blackish recently that apparently, according to the commercials, they have a whole Good Times thing on it. I that saw the commercial, like it might yeah. Be, might be enjoyable. Another, yeah, the most depressing sitcom ever. Yes. Yes. At least Sanford and Son, I mean, they lived in a junkyard, but it was it was hilarious. But yeah, Good Times was all just about, I don't know, everybody things happening. dying but... and getting beaten and... Apparently it wasn't bad enough because John Amos left because Jimmy J.J. Walker was too much of a star, or which something is, like that. I guess they were writing, I they were writing, writing his character, writing his character too much, and he was just like, well, "This is not what I signed up for." Yeah, I, I can understand. I wouldn't want to hang out with Jimmy J.J. Walker all the time. Either. Get super was, annoying. I don't think that was the thrust of his complaint, but well, it was it, it was the subtext. <laughs> Florida Evans. Damn, damn, damn. God, was that more than one episode or was that just the it one episode? It was just one episode. Okay, but it really sticks in your head, doesn't it? It does. Maybe <laughs> it was in a commercial at some point where they played it all the time, but damn, 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 damn. Hold on, I'm going to insert that right here. Damn, damn, damn. Now everybody knows what we're talking about, but there is no context for it. You're welcome. Esther Roll. Esther. You don't meet a lot of Esters nowadays. Nope. Or a lot of rolls, except for the Tootsie variety. Um, so we're kind of run out of stuff to say about Leonard and Shirley. Yeah, well, and I knew we would. Like, there's yeah, old, both shows. It's they're sitcoms, and there's not a lot to dig into. It was it was better than we expected. Yes, definitely. And uh, uh, oh, uh, I forget. There's another really funny, absurd part with with squiggy I, oh if when they came back and he's like having this long conversation with the guy in the, the full body or the woman in the full full body cast that was pretty funny oh yeah and that's a definite sitcom trope if you're in a hospital there's uh, not not nowadays but back then if you're in a hospital there's definitely going to be someone in the full body full cast. body cast yep just their eyes and mouth showing yep. and do you know who was in that that cast in this specific episode of learning generally kevin costner Angelian. Oh, was it really Angelian? Mm-hmm. Oh, the great Angelian from It's a Living and Nothing Else. Angelian, R.I.P. Nope. Breast cancer survivor. Oh, she survived. Good for you, Angelian. I hope you're doing the walks. You know, the walks are weird because they spend so much money putting them together if people just got friends to donate to it it would uh you'd raise a lot more money 
but I guess people have to feel like they're doing something. I think it's harder to get people to donate just to donate, but to say, I'm doing this walk, please help support me. I That's think. true. And I think it also serves to not the breast cancer needs this as much as it used to, but it serves to, you know, get the word out. Let's let's fight this specific specific disease. Yeah, but they should really have one for pancreatic cancer because that's the one that kills you, like right away. From what I understand, all the cancers kill you. Well, they can, but pancreatic cancer I think is pretty uh, pretty harsh. Is it? Yeah, I think it moves really really rapidly, and. Uh, then you are worm dirt. And, you know, obviously we don't even need our pancreas. So if they, you know, if they can detect it early enough, you can just remove it. Why don't more people just say, I don't want to get pancreatic cancer. I'm just going to remove my pancreas. Yeah, I know. That's the smart, the smart move. Just start shooting insulin all the time. That's what I did with my brain. Durr. Should we, uh, should we take a break already or should we just talk about, uh, Let's take a break. Nonsense. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation. Transubstantiation, Bram's Duncan's creation, the land of the Thracians. And right back to the start, it's gonna take some time and patience. we're back with broad city season three episode something i looked for episode 10 but i think it was the second of a two-parter so i didn't want to do that it was one. yeah yeah it was the plain one i haven't watched it yet actually i haven't watched the last two but oh, this okay. has been the i think this might have been the best season of broad city so i'm glad we're doing the third season i think so um oh it's close so the thing about the first season i like a lot that didn't exist in this one is the roommate the roommate is so funny and he's barely in this season. Yeah, he was in like one episode, if I one recall. Phone. One or two, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I is like Hannibal Burris off the show now? I don't even, I can't tell. Well, he was in a couple episodes this year. Yeah, but they kind of, well, well, let's not spoil things. But Oh, um, I, I missed what you're talking about. But they, uh, all the episodes this year were more focused on these two, which is fine. Which is, yes, yeah, that's what you want. Um, and this episode was... Uh, in Philadelphia the entire time, so they didn't have any anybody local. Right, and it, like none, none of the regular people, and it was funny. I have to say that it took me like two minutes to recognize who Abby's dad was, <laughs> which was crazy. And then what, I was like, oh shit, that's Tony Danza. He's much thinner. I guess, yeah, older. maybe that was. I noticed him right away. Got the shaved head. It's just short. It, was, it wasn't shaved. It wasn't Bruce Willis. It was just short. I guess. Yeah. Tomato, but tomato. It, it was a, a funny, funny character. Yeah. Well, compared to his flowing locks on Taxi, it was shaved. That's true. Well, it was a little shorter on Who's the Boss, so it's the it's the evolution of Tony Dines' hair. Oh, yeah. Somebody should make a gif. Um, the the character was – there were subtle pieces to him that made him hilarious, like the fact he's time-sharing a car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, the whole episode is great. 
and I, this is the second time I watched it. I didn't notice the first time I watched it that I don't know if it was Abby or Alana, but one of their suitcases was just an Ikea bag. Oh, I didn't notice that either. This Tony Danza is carrying their bags, and I, and I was like, I noticed that. I know what that kind of bag looks like. And then the little Ikea thing came out. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Those big Ikea bags. that One of those big yellow bags. Oh, blue with blue. the yellow print. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Tony Danza. The end. I like that they, they take the train to 30th Street Station from New York. They get off of the train, and and uh, Ilan is so happy to be in the city and like running at the big buildings. They just have the scene of Abby like, nope, we got to go back in and get on another train. <laughs> and it was really neat to see the I, – I don't live in that part of Pennsylvania. I mean, I don't live in that suburb of Philadelphia, but I take that the that train, that kind of train to get into work. I was like, hey, I know those. <laughs> so they actually filmed it on location. Why? Well, yeah, at least that scene. Yeah. Well, the the train station looked like it was on location, and the the all the stuff in the trains because uh, the trains look like actually I I guess they took Amtrak to get from New York, but the 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 regional rail looked like the seats from regional rail. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they go back to Abby's home, uh, Abby's father's home. Uh, we don't need we don't learn shit about Abby's mother actually. Just that they got divorced. They got they announced the divorce in front of the trash can. In front of the, laying in the trash. Yeah. And they thought that would create a bad memory for her as, <laughs> to associate with trash, so she'd stay away from it. It didn't work. And uh, and Alana is like going nuts to see Abby's room. What does she call it? The uh, Holocaust Museum of Abby. <laughs> that was another good joke. It's like the Holocaust Museum of Abby, and uh, she's like, "What? Oh, just the Museum of Abby." I, when I was a kid, we only went to Holocaust museums. Yeah. Uh, and Abby was, which I found out from, I think it was Mark Maron episode uh, interview with them. Uh, so her, her old room is all like psychedelic and like jam band E with like fish posters and stuff. And Abby was really into that stuff for a while, for a period oh, in her youth. In real life? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And she gives a lot of her old dreadlocks that she cut off. <laughs> Which come into play, of course. It's the Chekhov's gun. Um, <laughs> and so the episode is, well, he's moving, right? So they're getting rid of stuff, I guess, which is the real reason she goes back. Oh, no, he's not moving. He's, he's turning the, the room into a, what was it? Oh, that's right, into like some kind of a gym or something i can't even remember wasn't it it was something really weird i forget what he said but it was it was yeah something like a knitting studio or something who knows no it was like something like a tanning studio but i forget the exact word because then uh alana's like you could get a v something and he's like i don't know what that is it's a vagina oh i'm talking about vagina with my daughter (laughs) or no the other way around the other way with my dad yeah yeah uh yeah anyway jesus christ i just watched this yesterday it's crazy i don't even remember these little details um, yeah, so he's he's converting her room into something. So she's coming back to see what she wants to take, and uh, then she finds money she raised for a high school friend who got in a car accident. That uh, mm-hmm. she what did she do a danceathon or something to raise money? <laughs> I think it was just a, I forget dance or something. Yeah, and uh, and she forgot to give it to her. So she tries to make amends and bring the the woman the money, and uh, hilarity ensues. And also. There's the uh, Jean Benet Ramsey Beanie Baby. I was gonna say you can't forget that. 
which Alana, I guess, was a Beanie Baby aficionado and knows how much it's worth. And and I, I swear to God, like, I almost went and looked up to see if there was an actual JonBenet Ramsey Beanie Baby, but then I was like, okay, don't don't fall for it. Oh, I didn't look it up, and I meant to, and I'm going to look it up right now, so you don't <laughs> think it exists. There's no way they did a JonBenet Ramsey or a Princess Diana, which was the other one they mentioned. I bet there was a bit Princess Diana one. You think? Oh, yeah. I thought those Beanie Babies were just, like, made-up characters and shit, like uh, My Little Ponies. There was a Princess Banana. Princess Banana. Princess <laughs> Banana. <laughs> yeah, I did a search for John Bonet, Ramsey, Beanie Baby. I don't know if that one's true, but there is a story. Couple discovers their Beanie Baby honors Princess Diana and is worth $93,000. It's purple. Oh, just like what? Prince. 100 plush bears of its kind were created. It's what? tag even features a poem about the late princess. Oh. Like an angel, she came from heaven above. She shared her compassion, her pain, her love. She only stayed us with long enough. She only stayed with us long enough to teach the world to share, to give, to reach. Didn't rhyme. Zero rating. Yeah, that's a that's a D minus poem, at best. Um, I don't think she did any of those things. But you know, she's dead. You got to speak well of the dead. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So there's that subplot going on i don't know it's just uh you know we love broad city what are we i don't say? know about you but before they left the the room to go on the search for the high school friend i was i was thinking to myself please leave the beanie baby there please leave the beanie, beanie baby there because i knew that the dog got it later and that made me very stressed out <laughs> so even knowing that the dog was going to get it you were still wishing Hoping for them to leave it in the in the room there's no reason to bring it no there really wasn't i know alana was like on the phone with people because she was like trying to sell it on eBay from uh, ch- from China and like speaking. yeah I loved her talking in, in <laughs> her Chinese Yiddish or Yiddish Chinese uh, yeah they meet some weird uh, bowling alley clerk they they end up spending half the money that they were going to bring to this woman the uh, bowling alley clerk was unnecessarily rude yeah he was just an asshole. Which was funny, the yeah. way and then the way they they he said walk on tiptoes and the way yeah, Alana walked was so funny. Everything everything was funny in this episode. Yeah, uh, this was I, this might be one of my favorite. I mean, it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, Alana screaming when she sees the beanie baby and Tony Danza comes running in. I think my only complaint about this episode is Tony Danza didn't have enough to do. No, he, yeah, he wasn't in it enough. It's kind of just the hey Tony Danza. That's but maybe they'll bring him back for a future yeah, episode, like they did true. with Alana's mom. Well, it's and not... dad. Who plays Who plays her dad? Isn't it Bob Balaban? Oh, really? I forgot about that. I might have missed it, actually, if it was a second season. There's a bunch of second season episodes I've missed. I need to go back and I watch know, them. I think they were on this season, too. Like, they were at a restaurant, and she was with... Abby was with her boyfriend from work. Oh, I didn't watch that episode yet. Oh, Okay. Because that's the second to last one where they're actually boyfriend and girlfriend because they hook up. Yeah. In the New York B&B episode. Um, Using the nomenclature of youth. Anyway, everybody everybody knows we love Broad City. And if you don't watch it, you have no idea what we're talking about. But I've never heard anyone say they didn't like this show. I think when people watch it, they usually like it. I, I if, if you're not like if you're someone who doesn't like like. Uh, real sexual humor you might not like it but other than that it's it's a universally funny show yeah if you're someone who 
uh, has no sense of humor, you might not like it. Actually, I uh, recommended it to uh, somebody I work with, and she said she didn't like it. She only watched one episode, and I promptly uh, deleted her from all my email contacts. Good job, April. <laughs> it was not April. Uh, Good job, Michael Morris. There you go. What's her problem? Another another great throwaway joke is, I'm size four, four and a half, uh, size eleven. Size eleven, yeah. Talking about what shoes, they're they're getting shoes at the bowling alley. And oh, they, and this the scene where she's talking and making like badass deals on the phone, and she just picks up a bowling ball and throws a strike. <laughs> yeah, that's feel, all, that's their entire CGI budget in one one throw. I know. I feel like. Uh, Alana was like the star this season more than in previous seasons. Well, I don't know. I yeah, mean, they're both great, but she like she had a lot more going on this season. Yeah. I feel like I'm not trying to say she's you know the, I, I love them both, but I really like Alana's character development this season. I don't know. I feel like every season she has. I don't feel like she's much different this season in that, that she's just as funny as always. I don't think she's playing a different kind of character. I don't think I see where you're... Well, fuck you, man. Coming from where you're saying they're different, I'm not disagreeing that she's great. No, I think she had a lot more... Uh, she had some personal growth and stuff this season. But so did Abby a little bit, dating that guy, and she's leading the... She's more than a janitor at that place. That's true, I, she is. I don't know. It's, it's but Abby hard. was always the more uh, the more sensible one, anyway. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, she still <laughs> the, the, this season included her flame out at, at the <laughs> at their company in the first couple episodes, and that was fantastic. Oh, that's true. Oh. Vanessa Williams playing the new boss, where she absolutely falls in love with her and and then she has the yeah this has been a great season i think this is the best season that i think having her move jobs was a good a good idea because she got to do different things that are really funny like working for the clinton campaign was outrageously funny yeah that was a great episode i was really surprised hillary clinton agreed to be on this show i mean they toned down the the humor with hillary clinton in the scene it wasn't anything too out there but I read quotes that they were like, how we acted in that scene is how we acted in real life. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, no, this was a good, and this episode started with, I should say, too, a uh, Sleater Kinney song. Yeah. Sleater Kinney. Yeah. yeah, which was really cool. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's the perfect fit for these people. Um, much better than Fish would have been. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Gabby. It's so difficult to, uh, talk about sitcoms without just like giving away all the jokes which is what we do yeah that's okay this is a great show everyone should watch this show because it's funnier when they do it than when we talk about it yeah some somewhat i mean we are hilarious but but they get paid to be hilarious so they give it that extra goose uh yeah so what's going on what else could they do i mean this is a great a great show and it's going to go on for another two or three years from what i understand i think they've already been picked up till season five and uh what what could they do a movie do you think that would be funny with different characters where do they go i think they could do well with different characters i don't know i think they could do a broad city movie and it would be funny 
Oh, I agree with that, but I don't. I don't want them to. I want them to do something else that's funny with maybe maybe the similar characters, but in a different a different different way. I don't know. I don't want them to do the same thing over and over again because I want them to, to be around forever. So I want them not to to like burn out on these characters. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there are movies in their future. I don't know. It's that's always a tough leap. Um, like I talked about with uh, Keanu, because um, because movie comedies are an entirely different thing. Yeah, yeah. I, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey did do pretty good work at that. I mean, I know you, you just I haven't seen Sisters yet, but I the other movie they did a, a while ago, the one Baby Mama, or was it whatever yeah. that was called? That was pretty funny. It was just, it had the, the what every movie comedy has, where it kind of at some point in the movie it kind of wears on you and it slows down, but then it picked up at the end. And I I feel like these guys could do something similar yeah i think i think they definitely could and i'm sure they probably will um although maybe they don't want to maybe broad city is all they want to do i do regret every time i watch broad city and i love it i regret not seeing the live version of it when it when it came around. no shit man well i didn't even know about it until it was already sold out when it came here so yeah. i could have bought tickets and i was like oh, i'll come back and get tickets because i was buying tickets for something else and it was like Fifty dollars for what I was getting, and I had to get, a, I had to go and get money. And I was like, "Well, I'll just come back." And when I went, I actually went back to get tickets. It was sold out, and I was like, "Damn, dude, I should have got tickets." Yeah, that sucks. You went to a place to get tickets that doesn't take credit cards. Well, box offices don't usually take credit cards, do they? Oh, I don't know. They do here, but you know, we're living in the 21st century in California. Maybe I assume they didn't because they didn't when I was in college. <laughs> Who knows? But I didn't see them, and it's too bad. It was probably awesome. Every time I go now to use my credit card, like at the store, and I swipe it, they're like, they're like, this is a chip card. You need to insert the chip. Do you have those? Yeah. Yeah. And so the first few times I got what you're saying, and then, and then so I'm like, okay, I need to use the chip every time. And then some stores they have the chip there, but the machine's not doesn't work. Yeah. So, so I do that, and they're like, what are you doing? You have to swipe, swipe. it. Yeah. Why don't you? Get, you know what? Decide on a system and use it. That's all I'm saying. Fuckheads. Until you said fuckhead, this was exactly an Annie Rooney bit. I know. Well, that's why I threw it in. I didn't want to be associated. What's the deal with chip cards? Oh, I meant Mickey Rooney because I thought you were being really racist. Oh. Kind of. Chip. Are there any other Roonies? Any other famous Roonies? Uh, There's a guy that owns a football team. He's a Rooney. Mara Rooney? Wait, is that somebody? That's related to the guy who owns a football team. Oh, that's right. Which is interesting. So she is Marvini. Is that her name, or is that I don't her know. Last it's name? something like that. Yeah. So she, she, her her grandfather is Rooney, who owns the Pittsburgh Steelers football team, and her other grandfather on the other side is whatever Mara, who owns the New York Giants football team. Which I think is kind of crazy that she doesn't play football. Yeah. But two was... owners, two long term time owners. It would be like she would be the first female football player. Yeah, she no definitely. Pop- would would have got in as a legacy so yeah ah, she blew she it. Had higher heights to climb yeah acting that's real difficult compared to football um yeah and i think she has a sister that acts too but i could be wrong yeah one of the sisters was in uh the kevin spacey show uh, yeah yeah house of pies house of cards and then the other sister has been in a, a couple david no, that is a, well, there is another sister. I forget what she's been in. Yeah. They're pretty good actresses. They're all right. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, anything going on? Have we? Have Last we... week I went to this 
books that I've told you about in previous years, and it was awesome. I got $15 worth of books, and I was happy with what I got. $15 worth? How many books was that? Uh, eight. Oh, so they're that's good. Yeah, so you, it's just like the biggest used, used book sale in the United States. So there's people from all over the country there, and they get in line early in the morning, and it's neat. So it was a lot of fun. I just like to go just to be around the books because there's so many neat books there. And I pick up some that are on sale, but, you know, there's, there's, I read so many ebooks. I don't need so many paper books, but it's still I still like it. Where does this take place? State College, Pennsylvania, which is a, where the Penn State University is located. So it's in the, kind of in the middle of Pennsylvania where there's nothing around, but it, it's fun. Like most of Pennsylvania then. So what – wait, what is in Philadelphia? Temple? Oh, there's a lot of colleges in there. Temple, Drexel, University of Pennsylvania, LaSalle, St. Joe's. Drexel? It's an engineering school. It's right across the street from University of Pennsylvania. Well, I guess it's just a school. Or they do more than engineering. Sounds like a drug company. Oh, I never heard of Drexel University. Private? I guess yep. so. Yeah. And it's interesting. I found out recently that Penn State, which is and Temple are, are similar kinds of schools are called, uh, I forget what they're called, but everyone thinks they're state schools, but they get almost no money from the state. And that's why their tuition is so high. Actual oh. Pennsylvania state schools are much cheaper than Penn State. Wait, how is it called Penn State if it's not a state <laughs> school? I don't know. It does get some money from the state, and they have a board of a board of trustees that has people on there that are appointed by the, some are appointed by the state but not everybody so it's just this weird relationship with the state but it's not a part of the state school system which are those are they're always the cheapest yeah yeah and those include the indiana university of pennsylvania and the california university of pennsylvania which makes me laugh what the hell there's a town in pennsylvania called indiana and there's another town in pennsylvania called california and there happens to be universities in both of those towns and then university of pennsylvania is entirely private and has nothing to do with the state very confusing. So, is are there any state colleges in Philadelphia? Uh, on the in the suburbs, there. Uh, no, no, actually, in Philadelphia, there's none, and not even in the suburbs. There's no state schools. They're more further out. Like, I guess you can kind of consider Westchester a suburb of, of Philadelphia. It's like an hour away. That's that's probably the closest state school. But that's in New York. That's where uh, the school for gifted youngsters is. Yes, and you're you're. Your coveted Marvel Universe. This is the real world. Hey, what's King of Prussia? All I know is there's a mall there. Yep. I think that's all. Is Actually, that... it's it's there's more there. It's a pretty big. It's becoming a a bustling metropolis. Is it really? Of Philadelphia. Yeah, there's a lot of businesses that moved out there for whatever reason. Tax reasons. In the 80s, and it, it's funny because of the way things are now a lot of people want to live in the city so people are, are commuting from downtown philadelphia to king of prussia and they're starting to get pissed off that there's not better public transportation and i say to them talk to the 80s when they wouldn't build it yeah you should always talk to the 80s anyway there's this long stretch of our country that sucks not stretch but stretch of time where they were making bad decisions and it seems like now people are coming into power who wish that wouldn't have happened because they understand that public transportation is more important than, than they realize and they should have done more of that than you know building up highways it would have been a better idea to have light rail all the way out to light, light longer suburbs instead of spending money on other things and oh, oh well now back then it would have been cheap but now it's really expensive but they want to do it anyway yeah two words for you reagan yeah 
I don't think it happened before Reagan. It was the 50s to Eisenhower. I mean, well, to be fair, a lot of the roads needed to be built or we'd be riding on dirt roads. But still, public transportation is important too, guys. Well, maybe, you know, it's a large Amish population there. They probably just figured, ah, fuck it. I'm talking about the whole country, but yeah, there is. And they were actually also at the book sale. The Amish? Yep. Selling their books? Nope, buying. The, on every, the, butter all the churning? Selling, all the selling is done by the AAUW. What is that? I don't know. It's some kind of uh, women's organization. That's what the W stands for. Oh, some kind of evil cabal. Once, once you get a few women together, you know what I mean. American Association of University Women. Okay. I guess we can't get into that club. Nope. Elitist. So it's a tradition. I've gone to that book sale for, I think, four years straight. Or two uh, years. Three uh, years. If, if anybody wants to know why we didn't have an episode last week, then it's Pat's frivolous uh, weekend plans. From what I understand, we did have an episode last week. No, we did not. My understanding is often off. I almost did one with Michael Morris just to make you mad. Yeah, but you would have no way to put it up. Oh, that's true. I could have, I could have sold it on the street. Flash drive. Uh, you want, are we ready for uh, recommendations? Asians, 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 Asians. Yes, I have a pretty good one this week. Do it. Oh, what well, I man, I had <laughs> okay, a hard I... time because I was kept watching stuff that I thought, okay, this could be my recommendation. And they were all disappointing. Watch Deadpool. Didn't really enjoy it oh, so much. Oh, that's too bad. I kind of thought you wouldn't like it as much as I did, but I thought you might at least enjoy it. Yeah, eh. it's very juvenile and mm-hmm. and kind of just standard superhero story. And then we watched uh, High Rise, which is like this new movie. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's based on a book by uh, oh god damn, why can't I even think of his name? He wrote Crash, the car crash one. Uh, anyway, whatever his fucking name is, um, and uh, and it was also disappointing. So I think I'm going to recommend, started watching, I only watched like three episodes. Uh, oh no, you're going to recommend what I'm going to recommend, go ahead. Oh, I doubt it, but I was going to recommend Supernatural. Oh, whoa, uh, whoa, wait a minute, that's that that show from like WB. From CW, yeah, it's, oh, it's got like ten seasons. It's not bad, like it's not the greatest thing ever, but, you know, it's like a paranormal shit. It's huh. in the X-Files fringe vein, kind of. Um, what but, made you... What made you start watching that? Fucking boredom. <laughs> so it's like it's a mild recommendation, but it's not it's not bad. Uh, my recommendation is a strong recommendation, but with the caveat that I've only watched the first episode. Lady Dynamite on Netflix, very funny. Maria Bamford stars, who's this crazy voice comedian, and it's kind of a uh, her life's her her recent life story where she went to a mental institution and her comedy and. It has lots of famous guest stars, and it's good. Have you watched it? No, I haven't seen any of it. It's worth seeing. It really made me laugh. It was absurd. It's executive produced, I think, co-created with Mitch Hurwitz, and it does have some uh, some absurdity that you'd expect from Arrested Development. And it's, yeah, it's well worth watching. All right, Lady Dynamite. I will check it out. It goes in places you don't expect in that first episode, and I like that. Oh, like to King of Prussia? Yep. Oh, it, it did remind me a little bit in the, that things don't matter and to get a life. 
but I haven't watched enough that it's going to, it doesn't, you know, it's not as good as get a life, but still, I like that something can happen. And then later it doesn't really matter. It's, yeah. They, they reference that. So I like that. Oh, cool. All right, good. I need something to watch. Obviously I started watching supernatural, so I'm out of shit to watch. Um, watch person of interest. Uh, I, I have first, I have to catch up on Fargo. I have to catch up on the Americans. Oh yeah, Fargo. You didn't watch the second season at all? No, not yet. So watch the first episode. That's it. Oh, it's good. I haven't finished it yet, even though it was months ago. It was one of those things that. Well, now I can, because it's on Hulu. But. Uh, oh, was it on Hulu? Oh, how do you watch it? Oh. <laughs> so I think it's on Hulu, but uh, it's one of those things I DVR'd and then I I missed I missed a couple weeks. So you know how the DVR deletes it after you. Anyway, I missed it. So I'll have to get back to it. Still haven't finished iZombie for similar reasons. And Agents of Shield, I don't know. I'm way behind on that shot. I'll wait for it to come to Netflix. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I like totally lost Agents of Shield. I don't so, like I have no idea what's even going on on that show now. In the next couple of weeks we're gonna have to do a next season episode. Oh yeah. Do we, so we have the uh releases? Well we could do it next week. Yeah, it sounds good to me. All right, That's yeah. Everyone we, can look forward to. Fall preview. Fall preview and we can talk about what got cancelled. Yeah, unjustly. For the most part. Well, I mean, there's only one that was unjustly canceled, but but I know of. Um, Sesame Street right. canceled. Jeez, again. Go ahead. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. But most importantly, tell your friends to listen. We love them as much as we love you. Especially your friend, Sam. That could be a man or a woman. Probably a woman. You don't meet too many men named Sam anymore. It's all because of my sister, Sam. Yeah, and because Sam the Butcher on the Brady Bunch put so many people off the name Sam. Sam the Butcher was just an episode of Perry Mason where he was the murderer. Of course he was. That's why they call him Sam the Butcher. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Fall preview next week um, with, I'm assuming, a guest, Vivian Tang. So uh, until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.